everyone, it's Q&A time. Uh, myself and Chris here on this one. First question comes from Paul James. Um, not me. I was this at the end of the podcast. Because um, James isn't my surname. What's your first choice in a game of rock, paper, scissors? I'm a scissor kind of guy myself. I always go to do rock and then end up doing paper. I have never thought about this ever before. I, I don't know whether it's a situational thing, whether I judge my, who I'm playing against. <laughs> you see the whites of the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I would ever lead with paper. I think I think if I was to if I was to do it ten times, I'd probably go paper more often than any of the others. Okay, interesting. But I wouldn't I wouldn't ever do it. Just I, well, my first move is this, and my second move is I haven't got it mapped out. Like yeah, it's not like poker stars. It's not like Payjack goes big in poker. <laughs> yeah. Payjack's first three hands are the are big are big hands. Um, Mark Pinky Brown. Really made me feel really uncomfortable, and I even don't know why. Um, what football rule would you change? I would abolish the offside rule completely, and every team must keep a player in the opposite half at all times. That, that sounds like a great rule change mm. to me. Um, the offside rule, it is, it is just absolutely baffling. Um, as far as you know, what one thing that really annoys me, mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would take the corners. From not in the pitch, if you know what I mean. As in, so what I'm trying to say is, outswingers can't go out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Trent at the weekend, he plays an outswinger, but it goes behind the goal. Yeah. And therefore, it's a goal kick. Right. So you'd have it like another foot in up the pitch. Just, just make the rule that it doesn't matter. If, I don't know how to describe it. If you take it from the corner, is it half in and half out? I don't understand. This is a shit answer. <laughs> Now that I've said this. Now that I've said this. Right, you you play it if I'm gonna give up on this one and say I I think the offside rule might be a good shout here. Um throw ins. Just abolish them. Yeah. Just have a kick in instead. Didn't that what they used to do? Maybe. Maybe in the nineteen hundreds or something like that. Yeah. Um throw ins are shit, aren't they? They just they are awkward and uncomfortable and ninety percent which is not a fact, but it sounds good, doesn't it? Um, a foul throws anyway, and they never get given. So what's the point? It, it, it's it's such a it's it's almost impossible to throw the ball legally to someone who is closer than five meters away from you. It's it's one of the most difficult things to do in football because you you, you basically you can't get your angle right without it being without you releasing too late, um, which is why everyone everyone foul throws. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely or. You should have to do that, like the Iranian style, the old school Phil Neville overhead flip throwing kind of thing. The other one is penalty shootouts. I would get rid of pen shootouts and I would replace them with the American shootout because I just think they're so much more. They are more fun. They're loads more fun. They are more fun. Um, yeah. And it fits with more modern modern footy. You know, you get you know, that whole. You've got whatever it is, ten seconds or something to run from the halfway line and take it and take your chance. I'm, I'm, I'm bang for it. It's just more. It's just much more football. Yeah, I, I think having actually thought about it for a little bit of time now. So um, corners. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to go near <laughs> that again. I would probably just change the way the game clock's done. To be honest, with that's you. a good one. Yeah. And just, just, just sixty minutes. Fucking sixty done. minutes. I've done. When it goes out of play, stop the clock. Starts again when it goes back in play. Yeah. No one's fucking around there. Yeah. No, I think. That's just, and and if, if we if you can't go that far, I said this a couple of times. Can we just at least have how many minutes? Like the the time. In the ground, mm. why does it stop at ninety? 
Yeah. Why it's not a secret when the game's gonna end. <laughs> yeah. Just let us know when the game's gonna end. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it's fucking yeah. stupid, isn't it's it? It's absolutely stupid. Um the fucking, you watch it on the telly, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um Stephen Richards, presumably not the former um WWF wrestler. Um but maybe. Um who are your favourite YouTubers to watch? Um I probably watch more battle rap on YouTube than anything else. I would give random answers. Our, our, the, so the Red Men TV account, whenever you go on like the homepage, is the most eclectic and random collection of recommended videos because how often we're all logged into it at various points. It's and it's yeah, Tom's it, musical fucking shite. Tom's twelve hours of lo fi uh, working beats. <laughs> And Chris's, ba- Chris's battle raps, like, yeah, 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 there's, uh, there's some fucking, and t- and again, the random shite that Tom fucking consumes on YouTube. And there was one that was, um, someone highlighted was, what was like, and oh, what was the phrasing of it? Love making playlists, <laughs> which, which was me. <laughs> I came over to my wife and I was like, the lads got, I sent her a picture of the screen, so she was like, fucking hell. I was like, yeah, it's logged in. Needless to say, the PlayStation at home is now logged out of the uh, <laughs> logged out of the Gmail account. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, go on, Battle Rappers. Yeah, Battle Rappers. Yeah. Favourite- Gemini's my favourite. Gemini is incredible. Great. Um, great got a great uh, retail park as well. Oh, mate, it's it's, it's great. Like um, Soul as well. That's always taken. Yeah, they're, they're, that's probably what I watch most of on YouTube. I, d- I don't get to watch a lot of YouTube, which is mad for someone who exists in the, this space. Like, but yeah, the Mr. Sunday Movies is probably my favourite, and his podcast as well, The Weekly Planet. Uh, Red Letter Media, which I, I dip in and out of. I have spells where I blitz all their stuff, and then I, I go off it for a while, and then I come back to it. Um, and Stephen tries. I've actually not watched any videos in a while, but he's one of them that, I mean, site, site doesn't like his videos at all um, which is weird because he's great um, but he's a really nice guy as well to be fair so no I'm, I'm, I'm a, Stephen Tries was one of them there was a spell where every time a new Stephen Tries video came out we'd be like oh, it was like an appointment bu- of exactly. you almost in the office we was all buzz off it have you seen that have you seen that so yeah we'd all make a point of I watching think that, it I think that was probably me you Aubrey and Tom, Tom and yeah. that's probably why Sai feels just a little bit left out. He was late to the party. And yeah, and also it tells you how the balance has not been right since we brought Sai in, to be, <laughs> to, to be fair. Um, yeah. Um, you don't understand why some people might find him annoying. No, no I know, but it's, I, I, look, I appreciate there's people who don't <laughs> like the Beatles, mate, you know, and but we call them weirdos, you know what I mean? It's fine. It's fine. Um, no, horses for courses. People, different strokes for different folks, Simon. It's fine. Um, th- what we've discovered, this, I mentioned this when we were watching the last time we watched the match in here, is there's Simon's face of disgusted incredulity whenever you mention something that he doesn't like is an absolute joy to behold. It's, it's that. And uh, yeah, that's that brilliant. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an absolutely brilliant thing. You throw something out there, it was pink the other week, wasn't it? Fucking hate pink. Um, it's basically all the artists that are going to play at Anfield. Yeah. And on the, the, I'm really annoyed. The, the, even the, the Manic Sea Peaches. The Manic Peaches are okay. They're, they're, they're the understood three in Bon Jovi, aren't yeah, they? The three headliners have been greatly disappointed. <laughs> anyway, it's not my fault. <laughs> that was last week. You had your chance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Johnny Steele, I want to know your thoughts on the potential European Super League, unless I've missed them on another video. I don't think I've heard them. I, I don't think I've actually talked about this anyway. I have, yeah. I have. I am. Um, I'll be honest, everyone's immediate reaction to this is, oh, it's terrible, it's shocking and all that. If it was to replace the Premier League, I wouldn't be interested in it. 
if it was an addition to what had already happened, that would do my head in as well. If they wanted to modify the Champions League so it was nothing but the best the best teams in it, I'd be less I wouldn't be I wouldn't be as arsed by it. No, no, there is a the European Cup is so prestigious and it is such a thing. There is a stress that comes with and look and the Liverpool having to be in top four to guarantee their competitiveness at the you know amongst the, the elite of Europe. And maybe losing that would be people see that as a as a bad thing, but it would take it would I would be interested to see how, how I handled the stress of it, knowing that every season you've got a competition that you go into and you play. I think when you're in the Champions League every season, you kind of take it for granted. When you're not, you and you realise how important it is just to be able just to stay on a level, just to stay on the coattails of the biggest teams in Europe. Um, so it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me as much as as all that. But the idea of the not us not playing in in an English domestic league anymore, I think, would be a massive. Massive load of bollocks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, no, a load of shite, mate. Absolute load of shite. So, I think they are talking about it as a you know you leave the Premier League, don't you? There's fucking I don't know how many. Is it like Scotland? You play them like three times or something like something or whatever. Like the fact that you, it just it's just killing football in the ground. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, I don't think I would. You know, you can't go to all the games. You know, not that we do anyway. Yeah, but. How can you afford to go to Paris one week and then two weeks later? And what they would have to do consistently forever. Yeah, they don't mind pushing the boat out on a Champions League run last season because don't know when I'm going to do it again. Yeah, and like here's the thing, I think it is like so. It happens in rugby, doesn't it? So like they they, they play like there's there's kind of their equivalent to the Champions League, isn't there? Where like Leinster and all like I, I, yeah, I don't is it I don't I'm not a massive rugby fan is it is it called the Heineken Cup or maybe it's the like Heineken that? Cup I mean I don't again I don't know but the the thing is the I imagine because you say they're travelling now getting to Bournemouth is far harder than getting to Paris and getting and getting to some of these far flung parts of the country I mean don't get me wrong there's nothing beats a north a northern or whatever yes the money but it's it's only expensive because. The, the airlines cash in on Liverpool, Liverpool being there, and that would be the, now. Is they would still now for for lesser sports? I think it's less of an issue because if you ever try to fly somewhere in like the first week in March, cost nothing. It's cheap. It's almost as cheap to fly as it is to to get a train somewhere. It's cheaper to fly to Berlin than it is to get a train to to, to London, basically around that time. So I don't think if if you could guarantee. The, the cost of travel, I don't think it is as it is a much of an issue in in that regard. Um, but it is. Look again, there, there's just, loads of things that would come. There'd be no derby. Yeah. How shit would that be? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it also comes out. I said this. I said this. Guaranteed six points a season. Well, I said this. I want to. I want to be the most successful club in England. Mm. And you can't do that if the fucking league ends. Yeah. I want to overturn Manchester United. You know what I mean? And and we want those league titles, and we want to be known as that. We're built off that success. That's what makes us who we are. Yeah. To not have that anymore would be fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And the fact is, who wants to play the same teams every single season? Go to Paris once you've done it. You've kind of done it. Yeah. You know, five years on the bounce, you're going to go to that. Pa- but you, you play. Go, you go to Belgrade because you might never go there before. You might never go and play in that stadium. True, before. true, true. There's all that. All the shine is taken off that if it is just they're handed to you every season. But you do play seventeen of the same teams largely every season. When have we in played? Yeah, but there's, that but there's a mystique to the Champions League because yeah. you're visiting different. Places and yeah. different stadiums oh, and, yeah. and different that. 
you are then taking what was the, the almost the pinnacle as a Liverpool fan to go to these aways and making them the norm. Yeah. And that's a bit shit. Yeah. You know, I, I say I really enjoy Belgrade because the stadium took me by surprise. Even when I was there, I was like, this stadium's shit. And I got inside, I was like, fucking hell. Yeah, what yeah. an atmosphere. I'd never have gone there. Yeah, yeah. And you'd never have the opportunity to go there. Yeah, no, it is. It's true. It'd be, I can't see how it was. Same cause fucking I, teams cause over and over The thing over is, there. it's like, yeah, it makes you wonder what happens around the rest of it because... You're not, are you unplugging from the FA Cup? Are you unplugging from the League Cup? Presumably, you have to unplug from the League Cup because you're not in, you're not in the league. Are you all those other bits and pieces around it? Is is there therefore overall less games? Is all that kind of stuff like yeah? It would be it would be very weird to to not exist. And it makes what would happen ultimately is you'd see whether it's FC Liverpool or you'd end up seeing another Liverpool spring up. I think. In a response to that, to, to fill to, to to fill that gap, so it would be it'd be interesting. But it's got all that. It's got fucking Brexit written all over it. It's one of those things that like the anarchists and the people who are desperate for money and the people who just want to make money, are, 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 you know, and defy kills, all the it rules. Kills all the leagues as well, doesn't it? Potentially. It literally kills. Where do the best players go? Yeah, yeah. They're going to yeah. all end up in the Super League, and if, yeah. and then even if you're left in the league. So let's say fucking Tottenham are left in the league, for example. I don't know whether they are or not. I think they are, aren't they? They win the league, however many years on the bounce. Does it matter? It's just fucking them. And then all their best players are getting picked off every year anyway to go into the European Super League for somebody I don't, else. I don't it's think it makes a matter. It doesn't, it doesn't make... Yeah, again, there's those bits of it. I think it's one of those things that it wouldn't be... It'd be massive to have Liverpool not played the derby and all that kind of stuff. Like, But it, the, the, the rich teams are still the rich teams. It's just... The, the richer get richer and the, the you know the poorer get poorer kind of thing. It might be one of those things where it, it actually improves English football. It might you know what I mean because it takes away the pollution of the money grabbers and all that. Also, kind of stuff I don't like. want to be a fucking whipping boy in a European Super League. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. If you're shit in that, oh my god, I'm not, I'm not saying Liverpool would be, but if you're used to, we're really lucky as fans. We get to see Liverpool win more than we get to see them lose games of yeah. footy. To then, someone's got to, to finish bottom of that league. Brentford, yeah. essentially every season, <laughs> where you're just a bit shit and you've not got a hope in hell of winning the fucking league. That would be a real like. Yeah. No, I'm all right, sir. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's a, a solid point. Um, Jack Cole. How do you deal with having to comment on Liverpool losses? Uh, I completely shut out podcast content and stay off Twitter, which you clearly can't do. It's it's for me. It's always been quite cathartic having to do this stuff. I, back in the day when I when we'd lose and I'd have to either come home from the match or I'd go either way. I'd go into the back room and I'd have to move all the furniture around and I'd have to pin the banner up and I'd have to plug the telly in and I'd have to do all this and set the camera up and do. And it was just like oh my god. There was a couple of occasions where I just didn't do it. I just swear. I remember like a, it might have been a New Year's game against Bolton, and we got beat. And I was just like, "Fuck that!" I was hung over to death, and I was like, "I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not doing it." Um, but I always found that it helped me in the, the moderation. So, like, even if I was angry, I'd see the extreme reactions on Twitter, and I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, it's not that. It's not that bad." And it would make me feel better for it. Um, but I do very much have those times sometimes when I walk out and I just think, I, like Belgrade, I just could, I couldn't be asked to do anything. After that, I was so dejected by the, by the whole experience. Um, what about what about yourself? I don't mind doing the final words. I find that quite cathartic, exactly the same as you. I struggle with the stats and tactics show. Yeah, like when you've played shit and you've just got to forensically watch the game again, and I'm like, oh my god! And it's two days after the game, and we've done the final word. We've spoken about it for about two hours, and then I'm spending five hours or something looking back at the game and trying to and trying to get something out of it. They're a bit of a struggle. 
Uh, so are the nil nils. To be fair, honest. The nil nils are the ones we got. <laughs> we got asked the question about that. And I, I, I don't know where it actually was. I didn't, I didn't put it in. I couldn't find it after the fact. But it was about that, like uh, the view. How do, how does the things perform after defeats and all that? And it's like anything. The, everything about the defeat is bad. No one watches the videos. Well, comparatively, all the nil nil draws are are the worst. There's nothing searchable about Liverpool nil, Burnley nil. It's the like, you know, let's be honest. So, like, from a from a professional perspective, everything's shit when we lose, and from a fact that your job is. I said this all the time. My there's times when we were live streaming when we started doing the, the match day live streams in the studio back in the day, and a technical feat. It was a technical marvel what we were achieving. And so if I was just a content producer, I would be so made up with my job, but then we'd lose to QPR and it and and we were shite and, and I would just be miserable because our job hinges not just on our te- our ability to deliver on our job, but also eleven fellas running around the, the we have no control over. over. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it is it, it is tough. Um, a media black. I still do. I still do the media blackout thing. I don't go on if, if we've had a bad defeat and I've, I've fulfilled my criteria. I don't go on Twitter because there's nothing to be gained from it. Just to, just to wind myself up. Um, all right, we'll bash through a few quickly here. Adam Boland, uh, what would you pick between Liverpool winning the next five leagues in a row but not being able to go to any game home and away? I'll get tickets to every Liverpool game home and away, but we finish second for the next five leagues. Taking it's, the leagues, mate. Yeah, I'll take it's the easy. leagues all day. I can watch them on the telly and I can go out and celebrate. I would, I, don't get me wrong, I would be galled that I couldn't be there, but if I, if what you're saying is I am the secret hero behind Liverpool winning the titles because I've chosen to make this happen, that's me being magnanimous for the greater good. It's like that episode of Buffy where Xander uh, ends up on this side story with a bunch of like zombie guys who are going to blow up the school. And, uh, and the B story in that is the hell mouth opens and Buffy and I are fighting to get against the, you know, saving the world. But it turns out that if Xander doesn't stop this bomb goes off, they all die and the world ends anyway. I would I would happily be Xander Harris in this in is this world. Take one for the take one for the take one for the team. Um, Callum Sanderson. Uh, this is what I'll give you. Give you this one, Chris. The Redman TV gets to take over and redesign the boot room sports cafe at Anfield. You can make the food drinks with your choices for match days. Plus, who's doing what job at the cafe? E.g., front of house waiting on bar staff, right. chef, cleaner, manager. Callum, thank you for the question. I'm going to come back to you on this with a detailed proposition. Okay. Um, I'll, I might do like a full thirty minutes show <laughs> on on this one because I just haven't had the time and I'm hungover to think about this at the moment. Yeah. But I will tell you one thing: there won't be Carlsberg anywhere near it. No, Carlsberg. Um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll even design you a menu if you want, right? To the foot, to the fullest extent of my Photoshop skills. Don't make promises you're not going to keep. You just right. don't want to answer the question. Uh, um, no, Carlsberg. Um, I would, I would really like to get something like home baked in there and get them to take yeah. their take their profits and put that back into the community. Yeah, um, we on the club's ground would be really cool. With regards to the staff, realise this today. Every member of staff we have has worked in the kitchen at one point or another. Um, in this, So we'd be very well stocked. The plates would be very well cleaned by the people we've got in there. A lot, a lot well, of extra Side did a bit of prep as well, so he could probably he could probably go up to some kind of a chef. Sous chef. <laughs> Not <laughs> sous chef. <laughs> you did prep, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd definitely be a commie. Like. Yeah, sounds. You can be a commie then. Um, I'll take the bar. You take the bar. Tom's going to clean the dishes. <laughs> Chris can go. You can do your tavern roll, which is all of those things at the same time. Yeah, I can do all of that. Yeah, you are the the the, the Stephen Gerrard of the, the restaurant yeah. industry. Yeah, absolutely. In Istanbul, 
when the shit hits the fan, Chris will play in every position for you. Going like it's like Chris is Chris is sitting people, then going upstairs and plating stuff. I've actually done that. Yeah, and then and then washing dishes and and, and putting them in. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Chris is, is a whirling dervish of a man <laughs> on a restaurant floor when needs to be. Um, Kieran McHugh to round us up. Why is Graham Suda such a knob? And what item out of your fridge would you like to beat him with? Um, I think it's probably because he did that stuff with the sun yes. twenty odd years ago, isn't yeah. it? That's the that's the reason. Um, it was interesting seeing that stuff from Sky the other week and him talking about Liverpool and you know the came sun across stuff, a lot better. The sun stuff aside, which I, I won't forgive because he, he knew better than to do that. I actually think he's a very good pundit. Now I don't agree with all of his mm-hmm. things. But he says it like he sees it. Yeah. And I actually respect that a lot more than somebody like that stuff with Gary Neville the other day, where he's literally saying to him, answer me this, Gary. Is is Mourinho getting the best out of these players? And Gary Neville goes, I don't know. And then he, he few minutes later and he goes, Just answer me this. Is Mourinho getting the best out of these players? Is he getting the best out of Alexi Sanchez? Is he getting the best out of Rashford and Martial and all that? And Gary, I don't know. And it's like that's bullshit. Whether he calls it right or he calls it wrong, at least he tells he's the not fucking afraid. truth. There's a lot of ex-pundits who are afraid and they, they worry about damaging their connections with their clubs. It's a meal ticket to them. They don't want they the, the club pays them a lot of money and they don't want it. They can't be controversial. They can't speak out against the club because that's a revenue stream that that, that goes. And when you know football, you're a long time retired, you know, aren't you? So. Um, I don't mind Graeme Souness. I think he gets a lot of stick because I think he hates Man United and he hates Paul Pogba. And Paul Pogba is the the, the absolute poster child for modern football. And and I don't disagree with some of this stuff. But I think Pogba's a fucking joke. I think he's a wonderful footballer, but he's a, he's a joke, isn't he? He's a fucking meme. He's just a, he is just he, he, and I can see why that rankles with Souness. And the thing about Souness is Souness is one of the greatest midfielders ever to play the game. And I but I also I don't think he gets the respect at times for for. Achieve. Because I think he tarnished it by his man with his management career as well. I don't think he has the respect of Liverpool fans that he probably should have for being the player. I think if you're under the age of thirty, if you're our age and younger, I don't think he gets the respect from Liverpool fans that he that he does from the older generation who obviously love him as a as, as a player first and foremost. And look, he's just a fucking angry fella. He looks at him very keen. Just one of those guys who he was a combative footballer. He's a, a combative winner. person, a winner, and it just must. It, must, it rankles, doesn't it? Yeah, you just, you can't these... compute that people don't give their all and want to win yeah. and all that. And to see lads fanning about the pitch when they should be doing. Look, the game soon. used to get a perm, and he used to have you know he'd trim his moustache and all. That. He wasn't against like making himself look good and all that kind of stuff. He's imposing with his shirt off and, and all this kind of stuff. But again, it never he never shied out of it. We went back and watched those European Cup finals. The, 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 I think it was the, was it eighty four? Um, I think it's eighty four, and he's just. But you know, battering around the pitch and, and all this kind of stuff. He's he's great, and yeah, so he is enough. Out of the item out of my fridge, I would like to beat him with. I I I'd, I would something fu- something comedy, like a yogurt. A yo- <laughs> it's a shout from the outside from Side Fletcher's gone with yogurt, like a stick of celery, or uh, just something something that gives him a nice wet a nice wet slap. Like a a, a, okay. a kipper or something I, like. I, I like your celery shells in that instance then because you know when celery's gone past its best and it's got wobble to it. Yeah. And it's like sort of whippy. Give him a it's floppy. a whippy slap. A whoppy, a, a, yeah, a whoppy floppy like celery slap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why why not celery? Um, oh, you could really mm. an egg. 
Well, I mean, you don't keep them in the fridge, but... Don't keep your eggs in the fridge? No. Why? Because they don't get kept in the fridge in the supermarket, but... So? So you don't keep them in the fridge. Your bottles of pop don't get kept in the fucking fridge in the supermarket either, but you put that in the fucking fridge. You, you, so one of the reasons you shouldn't put your eggs in the fridge is when you crack them, you're more likely to break them. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. And you don't need to. You, like, you're not, you don't eat your raw egg cold, do you? Yeah. So... What's it, it, what's it, you, I mean, you want you, you want your drink cold. That's the reason you put that in the fridge. Yeah. You you, you generally have your eggs warm, so putting it in the fridge is stupid. <laughs> well, why do they put they've got it's got there's a compartment. There's yeah, a they used to remember the supermarkets used to, and then they realised no, no, I mean in your fridge anymore. Yeah, yeah. Remember the supermarkets used to keep eggs in the fridge section, like buy the milk and that, right. and then they realised you don't need to do this anymore. Huh. It's like when it's like when fucking people put tomatoes in the fridge. Think about where you grow a tomato. Yeah. In the greenhouse. Yeah. Yeah, it's dead hard to grow tomatoes. Why are you putting them in the fridge? They don't belong in the fridge. <laughs> they never, they, they don't live in the fridge. They, they're a tomato. They want hot fucking but weather isn't, and stuff isn't like the, that. But isn't the fridge an exercise in, in food preservation? Not when it comes to a tomato. It just makes them sweat. It makes them go off quicker. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. There you go. If you're interested in that type of stuff, Fantastic. It is, yeah. like, you, know, um, you just don't get this on any other <laughs> on any other media source, do you? Um, thanks everyone for your questions. Uh, we didn't get any in the um, in the comment section. Denise, I don't know why. I don't know why I, ch- I did check on Tom's. Maybe just people didn't engage with Tom. Yeah. Yeah. You probably called them pricks for not doing enough the week before, and they've all decided together to go. Well, no, who's the prick? Well, they just weren't keen on the B team. I'm just saying. Um, comments in the comments and questions in the comment section below. Uh, thanks for watching and for listening and for subscribing. Most importantly, see you all soon. Tara. <laughs>